1: 3241. Or you can email radio at vnntv.org.
0: Good evening, Boston. I'm your host, Larry Larry Higginbartner. The name of our show from the trenches, baby. Observation Trenches from the trenches. You're listening to WBCA102.9. Again, WBCA 102.9 102.9 FM. Well, today's a nice day up here in Boston. You know, kind of cool. It's not raining that much. Uh it's going to be kind of cool the rest of the week, but I hope you are enjoying yourself. And i got a guest today, and I hope you're going to find uh, what she has to say, because we're going to speak. How was the pandemic from a stu- student perspective? I want to hear from a student. How was it from her perspective? And I'm blessed to have in the house today, Niaja, chilling for <laughs> Niaja, how you doing?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: Fantastic. So... Uh again, I want to just, you know, just half an hour, just hear from your perspective, right, you know, how things were. And uh, what grade are you in, Nealja?
1: I'm in seventh grade.
0: Okay. And what school do you go to?
1: I go to New Mission.
0: Okay. And what's your favorite subject?
1: My favorite subject is pre-algebra.
0: Ooh, you smart then. <laughs> <laughs> so question, tell, tell the audience, right? I've heard a lot about, you know, how challenging it was for students during that two-year pandemic, uh, from your perspective, right, how was that? How was that whole ordeal for you?
1: Um, it was kind of challenging, especially waking up in the mornings to get on the computer right away um, to call, like, to call on Zoom with my teacher, and it was kind of hard to like focus, especially because I was still inside my house and. Um, yeah, it was it was just kind of kind of challenging.
0: Mm-hmm. So now, online learning—did uh, that? You have challenges doing that? Did you feel you excelled doing that, or uh, how how well did you excel at that?
1: Um, the work was actually one of my most challenging. Um, one of the most challenging parts of doing online school during the pandemic. Um, Especially because, like, I would be in my living room and I would get assigned something and um, I'd, like, not be able to really, like, it's not that I didn't finish it. It's, I couldn't really, wasn't in the environment that I needed to be, like, like, I wasn't really in school. Mm -hmm. It didn't feel like, it didn't feel like school. Right. So I was kind of.
0: Anxious, just nervous. Uh...
1: I was kind of both a mm-hmm. little bit because mm-hmm. sometimes I'd have my microphone on right. on accident right. and I didn't mean to. Right. So it was kind of
0: right. Now you say you had yes you had struggling. Now were you able to get help from teachers when you had a, a little stumbling block there, or you know how do you re- you know resolve those things?
1: Um, I either really ask my teacher, my city or my mom. Mm-hmm. Um. My mom was one of the biggest helps for me during the pandemic. Good. Um, I'd have to call her from her bed <laughs> to come help me with with my with my schoolwork. Right. And um, yeah.
0: So now, how did the pandemic affect you as a student? I mean, your your routine, your routine, your emotion, your socialization, your social life. How did it affect you?
1: <coughs> um. It it kind of messed up my routine a little bit. In what way? Like. I would wake up, and I'm not. I'm not a morning person. So me waking up at eight in the morning instead of earlier than that, just right. like to get on a computer, it wasn't. It wasn't really my like expertise. Okay. So, I it it kind of like messed up some stuff. Um, I wasn't. Um, I used to eat, I used to eat a like a lot. Okay. During during class, because it kind of like. I guys regulated my emotions, and my emotions were like heightened okay. during 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 class. Okay, so I would like eat a lot of snacks, eat chicken, fries, <laughs> like eat all the soul food and stuff, but wouldn't really kind of like gave me a little bit of weight.
0: Okay, you know? okay, okay, okay. Now emotions, you know, did it affect you emotionally? Uh, did it make you like nervous, anxious, uh, feel unsettled? Um, insecure, how did that whole pandemic experience, you know, affect your emotion?
1: Um, I was mostly, like, insecure mm. about myself. Mm. Like, um, it was probably because of the quality of, of the camera, but I was mostly insecure of my face and all of my, like, knowledge and stuff because mm-hmm. kids would act a certain way and then they would like, get their work done better than me, kind of, I would mm-hmm. I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, I was also, like, I was also kind of sad during that time. Um, but I think it was because I couldn't really go out to right. talk with my friends and go to the park and stuff. And I had to wear a mask everywhere, so I was like, yeah. I don't like wearing masks. And I was like, I kind of wished it was back when, like, 2016, right. kind of. right, right, right. Yeah.
0: Now, did you take the vaccine at all? Yeah. And how was that experience? Any any side effect? How how did that affect you?
1: My arm was numb the whole time. <laughs> I took two shots in my same arm. Okay. It was the right one or the left. I think it was the left one. Right. I took two shots in my left arm, and I my arm was numb, and I was drowsy for the whole time. I couldn't really.
0: Right. It was kind of. So now, how long did, now, when you took the shot, you said you was drowsy. So, how long did that last, that, that drowsiness?
1: It lasted a long time. What? Inclu- yeah, when I woke up, I was still kind of drowsy. Right. So, it was kind of hard for me to focus. Right. At, including after I, after I would get to school. Right. You know, like, like, like get to school like on the computer.
0: Right. It, w- it was kind of hard. Right, right. Yeah. So, uh, did it last like a day? Two days or a week, you know, the after effect. It
1: kind of lasted till it, like, the pain wore
0: off. Right. Okay, okay, okay. Now, uh, your friend, were you able to socialize with those guys uh, via Zoom, or how do you guys stay connected?
1: Uh, we would play on my PlayStation. Okay. We, we, would, we used to play Fortnite and GTA all the time with each other. Right. So we would talk to there, and then I kind of lost some friends during that time. Okay. But that was mostly because they either left the school or they weren't in my class, mm-hmm. or um, they would be like kind of
0: disrespectful towards me. So it mm-hmm.
1: wasn't really—I was mm-hmm. kind of lost some friends.
0: Right, right, right. So now, how were you able to utilize your time? You know, in other words, how were you able to use your time? Because, you know, <clears throat> I know— a uh, school you know you, you ch- you're changing class, you got folks, you' see folks, you're doing things, you're going to gym, stuff like that how 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 were you able to you, you know use your time doing being you know uh in the house for for that at the time so how, how you know your routine um, but, but, but but what did, did that consist of
1: well like we w- we would be in class, and how I would use my time I would mostly like either have music in the background. Mm-hmm. I was kind of like a sneaky fourth fourth grader, so, okay. um, but we would have gym, and I would either be in my living room doing mm-hmm. doing my stuff, or I would be in my kitchen, mm-hmm. kind cause my kitchen is kind of big, and my living room was spaced out a lot, mm-hmm. so I had more more space to do gym and all the like
0: mm-hmm.
1: movements mm-hmm. around and stuff. We do go noodles. Mm-hmm.
0: So, now, did you know anyone who tested positive for COVID? Any of your friends t- test positive for COVID? Yeah,
1: a lot of my friends actually.
0: Okay, there's a bunch of them,
1: and um, kind of, it kind of like it was. I was kind of sad for them, ahead, you know, um, because I was never diagnosed with. Um, I, I never had. I never had COVID. Good for you. Never. I never had COVID. Good for you. Um, my my grandma had COVID.
0: And how did it affect her?
1: I'd say I'm I'm not that sure. During that time, me and my grandma we we would like we were we were in Texas, mm-hmm. and we would like we were kind of like going going with the flow, kind of. And okay. we were supposed to come back, but we realized she had COVID.
0: Okay, okay, okay. So
1: we could we couldn't come back. So we, we, everybody was stuck. Everybody except for my mom right. was stuck in Texas with my aunt, and we c- couldn't get to the thing except for, like, a oh, day two, maybe three later.
0: Wow. Okay. Did you experience losing any loved ones or any close friend? Any, any Did you lose any close friend or loved ones?
1: Um, it was my uncle's mom. Mm.
0: And how did that make you feel? Calling any emotions, any feeling for that?
1: Um, I I felt sad. Okay. I felt I felt I felt bad because I know I would never want to lose my mother ever.
0: Right. Right. So
1: I would I never I never want to lose my mother and to anything and right. like no disease or anything. I kind of want her to stay alive forever type right, of
0: thing. Right. So that's good. I I felt bad. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm your host Larry King. My name is show. It's from the trenches, baby. Observation from the trenches, the trenches. As you know, I'm a uh, licensed clinician with Osiris. We do in home mental health service with families. And you're listening to WBC 102.9, WBC 102.9. I'm blessed to have in the house today my special guest, Niaja Shillingforth Combo. She's a <laughs> seventh grader? Yeah. Seventh grader. And we're talking about uh, the pandemic and the effect. Uh, from a student perspective, and she's sharing her thoughts of that idea because you know, we know from research a lot of kids didn't fare well. You know, they had a lot of emotional challenges. You know, so, so when you uh, it lasted like two years, right? I think yeah, two years. Right? Two years. So now, how did you amuse yourself? What do you do to like you know, get your day normalized or you know, just have just have fun?
1: I think a big part of my day was listening to music. Okay, it was listening to music and um it was mostly like like calm kind of sad music i guess
0: what
1: yeah i kind of got happy by sad music i used to i still do okay and um now i now i just now music's like a big part of my life kind of right um i love music it's my it's like in my every it's it's, it's kind of my routine to mm-hmm. listen to music like in the morning in the night, and the afternoon. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, uh, I, I've heard that, you know, they say a lot of kids lost uh, ground, you know, because of the two-year uh, pandemic, you know, academically, you know, academically they, they suffered. Do you feel you lost ground? As far as, you know, um, you know uh, mastering content and subject matter, do you feel that you lost ground or, or, or did you kind of, you know, stay even?
1: Kind of lost ground. Okay. Last round. Um, I I struggled in English.
0: Okay. I've
1: o I've always been great with math, like mathematics, mm-hmm. but I kind of struggled with English and all of that other things, especially science.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It was one of my greatest like downfalls in my grade.
0: Mm-hmm. So why was that? Why do you think that was?
1: Um. Now, I'm not that sure. Okay. But if you asked me back then, I'd probably tell you because I wasn't, I wasn't like paying that much attention to it. Right. Um, cause my teacher, my teacher would always tell me that science would be a big part, big part of life. Mm-hmm. I never really believed that. Um, I also, I also used to not believe that mathematics was a big part of big part of
0: life. Oh yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it, there are A lot of occupations.
1: Yeah, but I realized that everything has to do with mathematics, including science.
0: Yeah. So
1: I'm yeah. um, I'm kind of believing that now, just not the science
0: part. So once you return back to school, how was that experience? Being quarantined for two years, and you're back in school. What kind of what kind of with the adjustment? How was that? being back in school.
1: It was. I was kind of terrified, actually. <laughs> I was terrified because I haven't seen the kids' full, like, full body apparition. Like, right. I haven't seen them at all. Right. All I saw was their face, and then me. Actually, not everyone's face. I saw. Right. So I didn't really see any of them, and I was kind of scared for them to see me. Right. Especially since I didn't have my braces right. yet, and so it was. It was kind of. Scary. Okay, okay,
0: okay, Scary. So the braces, that makes you feel better about yourself, and the braces, you feel better about yourself, or give you more more self-confidence? So the braces does what?
1: I I like to say my braces give me power.
0: Okay.
1: Give me powers. Um, The first time I got my braces, it was around, I think it was like summertime, kind of, or it was like around spring. Um, It was right before I got out of school, or it was right after mm-hmm. but the first time I was really like out <coughs> out and about with my braces mm-hmm. it was carnival time it was juve mm. it was the first time I was really working juve right so and I was smiling a lot <coughs> because it was like the first time I got my braces and I was seeing like a real a real um, impact on my teeth okay it was it was really nice it's still nice. I I feel, I feel very nice about my teeth now.
0: So it so makes you feel better about yourself.
1: Yeah, it, it does. Because um, last, because before I had my teeth, my I like to say my teeth were, like, like all over the world, <laughs> kind of. You know, they were like going different ways, and then there was like a few that was going inwards, which is right. my top two teeth. Right. And I didn't like it at all. Right. Right. Especially, right. especially my weight as well. Right. It kind of makes me feel better about myself like I can like during the pandemic I kind of like like gained a lot of weight yeah, yeah, yeah. then I had, and I was kind of like I wouldn't say I was big bodied mm-hmm. I wasn't i I had like a kind of kind of stomach right. from first grade well from kindergarten i was it was like a cute little baby stomach, but right. from first grade up to like fourth grade, I had this this stomach, and I didn't like it at all.
0: Right, right, right.
1: But now my stomach is like gradually going down, right. And I can like suck it in a lot, right. And it it makes it makes me feel makes me feel
0: nice, right. And I I, I, I would assume also because now you can exercise, you can get yeah. in the gym, you walk, you can run around, yeah. You can go to the park, you know.
1: I do. I like. I play sports. Right. I play. I played soccer, and I want to play. I want to play flag football. What? Flag football, yeah. Right. Because I used to play flag football in recess. Right. time Back in sixth, fifth and sixth grade. Right,
0: right.
1: And I also play basketball. Okay. Basketball. I love basketball. Basketball is the best. Okay. Um, but I feel I'm better at soccer than everything.
0: Everything. Okay,
1: it's okay. It's okay. like yeah. my best sport.
0: So now that you're back in school, how do you feel now? I mean, you know, seeing people. You got the routine. You're changing class. You're seeing your friends. Uh, how's that t- working out for you?
1: As of now, I'm not really in school with any of my old friends. What? Yeah, not well. I know this one kid, but she doesn't really count because she didn't go to my school. Right. I'm not in any. I'm not in my school with any of my older friends from kindergarten. Right. Like from babies, I n- knew those kids, and I'm not. In any any classes with them, I'm not in any schools with them. Right. I talked. I talked to a few of them. I right. talked to them a few a few times
0: before. Right, right. So, question: If you had to if you had to, if, you, if you if you had to do this all over again, what would you say need to change? What would need to change? You had to, you had to, be, you had to do all had to do it all of again. What needs to change?
1: My bedtime schedule.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what time was it?
1: <laughs> it was twelve midnight. Yeah, Whoa. insomnia really keep keep me up. Right. I swear. I have insomnia still, but it's like it's getting easier for me to sleep. Right. But especially because I'm always tired when I come back from school.
0: Right.
1: Um, I'm always tired when I come back from school because I use a lot of my energy when I'm at school. I'm walking around the building right. because I have to go to each and every one of my classes, which is. I'm switching classes every single time. Right. And I'm also using my brain a lot, which is kind of tiring me out. Right. And then I have to go down the steps. It's not that I have to, right. but I go to lunch and me and my friends, we run down the steps. So I'm kind of, I'm the fastest one and I'm always running really fast. Right,
0: right.
1: So I'm using up my energy, right. but I'd say I wish I um, went to bed earlier. Okay. I wanted to go to bed earlier and maybe say eating.
0: Okay. Is that better? Better eating habit?
1: Maybe. Maybe. Kind of.
0: Okay. You, you're working on it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, good. Now, the new school, all right? You're making a lot of new friends, right? For the most part, right? Yeah. So, you, you, the, from the old school, virtually no kid went to the new school, right? Just, you means a lot of new kids at, at, at the new school, right? So, how's that been, you know, the, making that transition?
1: Um... It's, it's a little bit I don't know. I okay. I made friends on the first day. It was Good. Yeah, I wasn't really doing anything in class, but this one girl talked to me. Mm-hmm. And it was probably because we were doing a project in the same class and we have all the same classes together and I asked her to be my friend. Right. After she talked to me.
0: Right.
1: Um and so we've been friends ever since. I call her my best friend now. Good. Good. So we're really close. Mm-hmm. Um, my old friends met her, my, my best, best friend that I've known for a while met her. Right. known her for about a, a year now.
0: Okay. And so where does she live at? She lives close by you or where she live at?
1: Uh, my old friend? No, the new, the new friend. New friend. Uh, she lives, well, she lives with, she lives in Rosendale. Okay. Um, so...
0: Now the school is located where? Where's the school? Look? It's in High Park. Okay. All right. Yeah. So she lives near the school.
1: Yeah, she's right there near it.
0: Okay, okay, good, good, good. Now, so you got a new school, new beginning, right? Yeah. So are are you fitting in well there? Are you blending in well at the new school?
1: Yeah. Okay. Really, I'm like I'm in one I'm like in the biggest seventh grade friend
0: group. So, how many students in that class, in your class? How many? Um,
1: well, it depends. I don't really count. But there's a lot of kids. Right. A whole bunch of kids. There's over, like, 70, 80 kids.
0: Whoa. 70,
1: 80 7th graders. Wow. And then you have the 8th graders that I'm friends with. Okay. And so.
0: Okay. So, right now, your your best subject is math, right? Yes. Okay. I would say so. All right. And you, and... Just off the cuff, you know, where do where you want to see yourself going in life? You know, what, what's your plan for yourself?
1: I kind of, I i like boxing a lot.
0: What? Yeah,
1: I like boxing. Oh, gee. I love boxing. It was from my dad. Okay. I love boxing. Okay. And I kind of want to be architecture, but, like, architect. Right. I want to get into architecture, but I want to be an architect. Okay. Um... But I also kinda wanna be a boxer. Oh Jesus. <laughs> I love boxing. It's 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 kinda therapeutic if you think about it. Really. In okay. what way? Um, say if you have like stress or if you have like a lot of anger mm-hmm. built up, you can go to like a gym and you know the punching bags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can do that, like practice some boxing. Okay. It's kinda therapeutic. Yeah, that's right. Um I kind of just swing at nothing, or I swing at my, my pillow okay. when I get mad. Okay. Or, or I don't do anything about it, and I just sit there,
0: right, sitting right. in my anger, kind of. So that's how you uh, calm yourself down when you're angry? Music. Music? Music okay. is my therapy. Okay.
1: Like, I say that's my my top-tier therapy.
0: Okay, okay. Well, again, uh, I'm your host, Larry, H- Larry Hickenbottom. Name of the show, from the trenches, baby. I'm from the, baby from the trenches. I've been listening to uh, WBC 102.9. We got about uh, four or five minutes left in this, in this segment. Uh, in the second half, I'm going to speak about uh, my impression about the whole conflict over there in uh, Israel and with the Palestinians. It'll be the second half hour. But uh, we, we are blessed to have her in the house today, Niaja Shedamfu of Kamba. She's a seventh grader, just talking about her experience during the pandemic. And uh, you seem to come out okay.
1: Yeah, I'd yeah. say so. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope my mom would say so. <laughs> you would.
0: Yeah, yeah. You seem to fare pretty well, you know. Unlike some kids who, you know, went into depression and having you know eating eating habits and stuff like that. You seem to, yeah. you know, done pretty good.
1: Yeah, I kind of got out of that stuff. Yeah. But it was kind of my social life was. Eh.
0: Yeah. Was yeah. Horrible. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'd say I'm kind of quiet person now though. Right. Kind of quiet. When like I first meet someone, I'm more so quiet, but. Like, once I get to know you, get to know them, I'm kind of wild. <laughs> right, right, Kind of right, crazy. Right, right. A little bit of a
0: crazy kid. Right. So, things seem to have worked out pretty good for you. Okay. Uh, what advice would you give kids uh, who, you know, were not as outgoing or outspoken as you? What would you tell them to do uh, just from you, from, from having gone through
1: that? Um. Keep your head up. Okay. Um. Don't. Don't let anyone bring you down. It doesn't matter if you're, like, quiet or anything. Mm. You can be quiet and still have confidence in yourself. Right. Um, I'd also say, like, try listening to some music or something that calms you down. Mm. Find something that's calming for you, mm. like poetry. I know poetry helped me, but mm. like, poetry, um, music, and a lot of other things. Um, and stand up, stand up tall. And it's all. don't don't let anyone run over you. Right, 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 right.
0: So in these final minutes, so you seem to have fared very well, you know. You seem to have a good uh, disposition. You seem to uh, like yourself where well, you're going. The brace did a, a lot for that. <laughs> you you like smiling now. You feel good about yourself. Yep. You have a big smile.
1: Big old smile. A
0: big smile. So would it be safe to say that for the most part, you know, you—, you fed pretty well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. kind of hungry right now.
0: <laughs> well, well, in a couple of minutes, you, you, you can go be fed. Mm-hmm. So now, what's your plan when you leave here? What, what you got to do homework or you want to get a snack? What you going to do?
1: I'm going to eat my food. Okay. I'm going to eat my curry chicken. And I'm going to go do my homework. Right, right. Because um, I have some drawing things that I have to do for science or something. Okay. And then I'm, I'm going to do nothing.
0: So you got a lot of homework home today?
1: Actually, I have to read.
0: Okay. Yeah, for okay. twenty minutes. Okay. Now this school here, um, does it kind of fit your spirit? You know, you yeah. feel feel good about being there? Yeah. Okay. Now what made you pick this school? I'm just curious. Uh,
1: um more so on its reputation. Reputation. And that is what? One of the it's like the one of the greatest public schools if you don't get into an exam school. Okay. Like Boston Latin and stuff. Okay. If you don't get into one of those, I recommend like I recommend New Mission. Okay. It's great.
0: Okay. All right. And you feel pretty good being there. Yeah. Okay. So, in these final two minutes, uh, what do you want folks to know about you? What do you, what do you folks to know about you?
1: Hmm. <laughs> mm. Let's see. Don't be shy. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. Um, I'm not sure. I kind of, um. Actually, you know what I want to do? I want to play. I want to play lacrosse.
0: Mm, yeah. Okay. All right. So, so you're very athletic in the sport. Mm-hmm. Okay. I want.
1: I want to be a poet, kind of. I do poetry. Okay. Do a lot of poetry sometimes. So you
0: do a lot of writing. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, folks, there you have it. Uh, my guest today, uh, Niaja Chillingforth <laughs> Campbell. She's a seventh grader at uh, what name is school now? New Mission. New Mission. Now she's very happy to be there. And she seemed to be off to a great start. Uh, the pandemic didn't seem to uh, hurt her that much, so I thank God for that. You want to, uh, in this last minute or so, say anything? Uh, no, I want to say that, thank
1: you for having me.
0: Yeah, well, you you want to say your mother? Anybody you want to say hi, hi to? Hi, hey, Mommy. <laughs> her mother's in the studio. Yeah. Anybody you want to say hi to?
1: Uh, hi, Ari. Hi, hi Gigi. Okay. Hi, Auntie. Hi, Uncle Wade. Okay. I like to say hi to my
0: family. Okay, fantastic. Well, again, I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom, and you're listening to WBC 102.9 FM, and the show from the trenches, baby, from the trenches, observation from the trenches. Uh, we're going to take a break in a few minutes. You know, I'll be back. I want to talk about, uh, give you my thoughts on uh, uh, the that, that conflict over there in the Middle East uh, with, uh, is, is, is with Israel and the uh, Palestinians, and uh, stay tuned. and I shall be right back.
1: If you are struggling to afford Internet service for your household, there is a new government program that may be able to help. It's called the Affordable Connectivity Program, and it provides up to a $30 monthly discount to qualifying households. Find more information about the program, including if you qualify, and how to enroll at FCC.gov ACP, or call toll-free at 877-384-2575. That's 877-384-2575. Hey, Dad, how do airplanes fly? What's in this box? Is this tree good for climbing? How are babies made? What does this thing do?
0: Kids are curious about everything, including guns. Talking to them about gun safety in your home is a good first step, but you can do more.
1: Always keep your guns locked, unloaded, and stored
0: separately from ammunition. Safe gun storage saves lives. Learn how to make your home safer at nfamilyfire.org. That's nfamilyfire.org. Brought to you by N Family Fire, Brady and the Ad Council.
1: You hear that? This is my Boston accent. This is my Boston accent. Yeah it is.
0: Shh. This is my Boston accent.
1: This is our Boston accent. Hear it for yourself, discover your own. This is Boston and we are all inclusive.
0: Well, I'm back, Boston. Again, I'm your host, Larry, Larry Higginbottom. name of the show is From the Trenches, baby. Observation Trenches. Observation Trenches. you listen to WBCA 102.9 FM. Again, listen to WBCA 102.9 FM in Boston. Well, I want to thank my guest that I had, uh, Niaja chilin fourth a seventh grader, who gave us her uh, impression about the pandemic. She seemed to have fared very well. Compared to some uh, youth that I have worked with, you know, struggled a little bit. But uh, thank God that she, uh, you know, for the most part, came out unscathed, and she seemed to be making a good adjustment. And uh, the uh, vaccine uh, didn't hurt her too bad, she said, as her arm was sore, but for the most part, you know, she came out okay. I want to just shift gears right now, just give my thoughts on what's going over there between the Israeli and the Palestinian. I'm 70 years of age. And for as long as I can remember, all right, I have witnessed, you know, uh, firsthand the destruction that has been inflicted upon that community. And the thing that when folks ask me, well, what's your impression based on what happened this past weekend? To me, it's like you're asking me right, to make a judgment call on whose life is worth more. Whose life should we put a premium prim- a on or have value on? Cause if you think about it, we have witnessed many invasions by the the Israelis going into their community, into into Gaza, with American-backed tanks, ammunition, fighters, right, blowing up those apartment complexes, killing men, women, and children. We see those folks crying and wailing, but you didn't see the concern or outcry. For them. And the white media, the white controlled media, seems to have taken it to a new episode that everything you see now is about the mayhem that the Hamas uh, caused to, to the Israelis. But you never seen, I never seen this kind of uh, response in the decades and decades that I've been seeing Israel, Israel go into these communities and just decimate them. Decimate them. And the excuse was, we're fighting terrorism. Let me say this to, say this to everybody. Just think about this here. <clears throat> we call Hamas terrorism. That Iran is sponsoring Hamas, so they are a sponsor of terrorism. But on the other hand, right, Palestinians call Hamas, right, you know, a freedom fighter. And Iran, if they are, in fact, financing these people, right, also, they view them as freedom fighter. We, on the other hand, right, view the Israelis, right, as being victimized by these uh, terrorists. And we view Iran as sponsoring terrorists. But they also view us in the same light. The Palestinians view America... Our country as a sponsor of terrorists, Israel, and they view Israel as terrorists you're not going to win that lobby man you get no no room there's no wiggle room because all parties involved view each other as what the the, 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 the guilty party and to add insult to injury. We brought those folks there in 1948 before I, before I was even born. They had been fighting over land that A was confiscated by the, the Jews being brought there. And sometimes I just wonder, whose bright idea was that? How are you going to bring folks somewhere when folks are already there? Now, does that make good sense? Don't to me. And you want to expect the folks who are there, right, to accommodate or create this two-state affair. Well, this is our land. This is our home. How likely is, is that going to fly? Not likely. So you've had constant conflict since 1948. And in my humble opinion, our country, America, got help, got, got left holding the bag because why? How much money have we given to Israel over these last 75 years. It might amount to a couple, a couple trillion dollars. Trillion dollars. Trillions of dollars. All because somebody had the wise idea to drop this this community in a land that was already preoccupied. And they've been fighting ever since. And you've got atrocities being inflicted on both sides. And the white controlled media if you look at, look at the last three or four days right they' just made the Israelis right to be out like you know uh uh nobody got hurt on on the other side and what I've been seeing in the last five decades in my life I've seen these folks home be decimated I've seen their men and women be slaughtered. But the outrage, i never seen this kind of outrage before, calling them evil. The leader of Israel saying, like, we're going to wipe these inhumane, call them inhumane, you know, less than human. Well, as a member of ADOS, American descendant of slaves or American black, that the same term that was used to subject, subjugate us. You first have to, what, dehumanize people. Take their humanity. Because now you don't see him as human, then anything and everything goes. You can do anything to him. But Mr. Biden going to get up there and say, in essence, right, he's giving him a blank check. I don't think anybody should be giving him a blank check. Nobody should be giving a blank check. And to this day, I don't see what we get for this so-called uh, ally. No oil. What do we get for all this here uh, support we're given? So, in my humble opinion, we as Americans are getting the worst of this deal. Because we're paying for something that Israel, Israel does not need anybody to help them defend themselves. Because we have made sure that over the last 50 or 60 years. But what Biden only do is look at that southern, southern, southern border. That southern border is open. You don't know who's coming through that border. You don't know what their intention are. It's just not about fitting all the drugs. You don't know who it is, what their intention are, what they're going to do. As a matter of fact, they said that they're not apprehending uh, folks from like 130 different countries. And these folks are paying to come into Mexico. These folks ain't destituted. They're not broke. They're not impoverished. But they heard now the time to come because they are releasing people into the interior. Chicago, those black folks are up in arms. They are irate with their mayor. So are they in New York. Same thing. And so I see all the attention given to Israeli and Palestine, but no. We need to focus our attention on, here, on us. Is it going to be all right? Yes, she's going to commit slaughter. She's going to slaughter them with our artillery, with our bombs, our aircraft, our tanks, our guns. Yes, our hands are bloody. We part of that massacre for the last 50, 60 years because we've been finding them. That's why these folks don't think much of us. And we use this here excuse like they got to defend themselves we at war. Do you see an army out there fighting fighting, you know, Israeli? I don't. The last 50 years, I have not seen an army out there fighting them. That's why they can roll through Gaza, blow it all up to pieces, kill whomever. There's no, there's, there's no, there's no war going on there. That's genocide. Now, there's a war with Ukraine and Russia. Yeah, you got two armies going at it. But for the prime minister to say, "Well, we're at war," right? Who's changed? he's pulling? Again, he wants to uh, paint the picture that now's the time that we can slaughter these people, all right? All in the name of fighting terrorism. And President Biden used Congress and the Senate, right? Also, should be uh, brought up on war crimes. War crimes, in my opinion, war crimes. Because you never should have brought that community to that part of the world. You just can't plop people down on somebody, somebody else's land and think all's going to go well. Who's bright idea with that? Isn't it funny or oh, interesting? A lot of white leaders put into play policies that turn out to be just totally disastrous, and we are stuck with them, right, for centuries and centuries after they're dead, they dead and gone, long gone, but we're now dealing with the aftermath. That's how I feel about the whole Israeli pal, Palestinian, pal, 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 Palestinian situation. You never should have brought them there. You never should have brought them there. If anything, you need to take care of that southern border. That's your number one uh, agenda, Mr. Biden and, v, and VP Harris, is that southern border. You don't know who the heck's coming through or what they got, what their intention are. And for those who have a fondness or endemic for, you know, the, the illegals, this is what I say to you. Why don't you get your tools, your arts and craft, whatever it is you need, right, get your caravan, and go help, me, go help them in their country. I would gladly contribute to that. Don't bring them here. If you feel that, that strongly about helping these illegal. They just want, you know, a better life. Go down and help them create one. You see, running from, from uh, you know, gangs and, you know, gangsters, go help them to get rid of them. I will contribute to that. Don't bring them here. Don't bring them here. How's that land ever going to be cleaned up if everybody leaving? If all the men is running, if all the men are running, how are they ever going to clean it up up their country? You feel about the Haitian? Okay, I'll get you. Get your tools or whatever it is that you all need, right? I will contribute that. Go help them over there. Don't bring them over here. We need to be about investing in American children and stop robbing these other, these other countries of their skilled talent. That's why they're going to remain third world. Because why? A, engineer, a, engineer, a degree in engineering is worth more in America than it is in stopping of the border or in Ghana, or Nigeria, or Haiti. For the money, baby, for the money. So again, don't bring them here. Help them to clean up their own country. Black Americans, right, my elders didn't run. They didn't run. doing 100 years of Jim Crow, sharecropping, terrorism. White ter- it was white terrorism. They didn't run from that. They stayed, and they dealt with it. They have to civilize the behavior and psyche of the other, other white community. That's why a lot of these people of color are not being treated the way my elders were. They didn't run. But all you're doing now is giving these folks here a way out. Because why? Things are not going well. Wherever well, they're not going well, you got to go and clean it up. And for those who are so, in, so, so passionate about these illegals or, or their plight, these women and children, right, pack up your gear. I will fund you. I'll help. I I will donate to it. But you take him over there. Don't bring him over here. I'm not for asylum seekers. I'm not for immigrating, period. We got enough people here. We got enough people in America. Let's focus on, right, harnessing our own talent, developing our own youth. You know, you need IT people, start to develop it amongst our own youth. You need plumbers, electricians, develop amongst our own youth. You need business people, chemists, researchers, okay? We need to start to invest in our own youth, our own people. Let's take care of ourselves. And we need to get out of other people's business. We need to get out, America, of other people's business. And stop trying to be, right, Captain Saver Nation. Captain Saver Nation. Everybody in distress, here come Captain America. Captain Saber Nation, come on now. We are not all things to all people, and there's some things white folks you can't fix. You're not going to fix that situation over there in Palestine with, 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 the, with the with the with the Jewish with the Jewish community. You ain't gonna fix that. Too late for that. They've been fighting for the last seventy-five years, and all we're doing is squandering, right, our resources by funding them. They now are a fully developed nation. They can stand on their own. They can fight on their own. They can survive on their own. And sometimes you got to admit, white folks, you can't fix it. We can't fix this here. Because if you could, you would. You had 75 years of sponsoring and back in Israel, and you're still seeing bloodshed. Sometimes you got to say, we can't fix things. Because I don't see no fix in sight. If they decimate Gaza, you're going to still have fighting. Because those folks ain't going nowhere. There's two million people over there. And so, what the Prime Minister of Israel is saying, right, is he's, he's, he's OK committing war crime. And from my perspective, he needs to be forced to pay, pay those folks reparation for destroying their community the last 50 years, 60 years. He's going to bomb the heck out of them with our weapons. With our bombs, our tanks, our ammunition. So we're just as guilty. Our hand is bloody, just as bloody as theirs. Because you never should have brought them over there. You never should have brought them over there. So I don't judge one life over another. Carnage is carnage. And you have no way of how to fix it. That's the dilemma that America is in. You can't fix that. If you look at the map... that shows Palestine right in the 1900 whatever and then look at it after 1948 they done lost a lot of their land Israeli Israeli done took it they done took it and what you gonna do about that how can you fix that I don't think you can Mr. Biden D.P. Harris I don't, I don't think you can so other than talking about we stand with Israel, well, speak for yourself. Speak for yourself. As an America, I don't give nobody a blank check. I don't give nobody a blank check on me. And our Congress, to me, is spineless. The Senate is spineless because you all are affirming and condoning genocide. That's all it is. That's all it is. Under the banner of terrorism. They see us as sponsors of terrorists. They see us as a sponsor of terrorists by sponsoring Israel. So how are you going to fix that? But you can't fix that border. You can fix that border. They can fix that border. There's no way up in the world would a country allow 30 or 40 million people you know, to come through that border, take them into their community, feed them, close them, house them, Get medical school, etc. They will not do that. They will not do that. All in the name of humanity. And, you know, got to have some compassion. Where was your compassion for American blacks? Where is your compassion? Where was it? Where was it? You hypocrite. Hypocrite. Disingenuous. Hypocrite. You're spending billions of dollars. Billions of dollars. On illegals. But you won't spend a nickel when it comes to trying to aid help black Americans get, get, off, get, get, off, get on their feet. No, 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 because the hate runs so deep. The contempt is so long. But you have anybody but us. So again, I'm saying, it's my belief, you come to your own conclusion, you're not going to win that, people. After, 40, after 75 years, here's what it is. It was a bad move from the get-go. And all you're going to see now is slaughter. But to ask me what I feel about this past weekend is to ask me, right, to value life. Whose life is worth more? Because I've seen in my 70 70 years on earth, I've seen the slaughter that Israel has conducted or subjected that community to. I've seen the men, women, and children butchered. I've seen the mothers crying, kids crying, men crying after an assault by the, the Israeli army with our artillery, our also know that we gave them. And the con is, they got to do just they just defend it. They, they have a right to defend themselves. They shouldn't even be there. They shouldn't even be there. That's what you can't fix, white folks. You can't fix that. You can't take that back because now they're there. And the Palestinian, right ain't laying down. <clears throat> so to them, Hamas <clears throat> is a freedom fighter. To them, if it is true, Iran, if, they, if, they, if Iran is, them—they if I'm no truth to that, to them, thank God for Iran. They view us as a terrorist. They view us as a terrorist country. They view us as sponsoring terrorism. So how, so you tell me, how are you going to fix that? I'm just saying, you can't fix that. So, all I can say is, there are times you have to admit that you can't, make it, you can't make it better, but you can fix that Southern border, Mr. Biden, VP average, you can fix that. So I just want you to put your, you put your attention towards something you can do, that border. You can fix that joker. And if you start sending folks back the message was spread that that that, that, that the end is closed. The end is closed. They're not taking anybody anymore. So if you can't do that, you know you know you have no clue who's coming to our country. None. You have no clue. And if somebody gets in here and do something really outrageous, it's gonna it's gonna be on your watch, Mr. Biden, VP Harris. It's gonna be on your watch. So, again, I hope you enjoyed my guest, Uh Kampar, Niaja Schoenfeld-Kampar. Thank you for being my guest. I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom. You know, name of the show, From the Trenches, baby, From the Trenches, Observation from, from the Trenches. I just speak about things I see, why we need to do some things different, because why it ain't working for us. We're a permanent underclass. And you've been listening to WBCA 102.9. Again, you've been listening to W. BCA 12.9. I'll be here next next Wednesday with another uh, conversation. Put out in the atmosphere. And uh, we can take it from there. Take care.
1: The preceding commentary does not reflect the views of the staff and management of WBCA or the Boston Neighborhood Network. If you would like to express another opinion, you can address your comments to the Boston Neighborhood Network